Hello, this is Mike Van Meter, and welcome to the Recovery is Possible podcast. And I want to thank you for joining me. And you can reach us at our Facebook site, which is also called Recovery is Possible, or our website, which is vanmeterwellnesssolutions.com. This podcast exists to educate the public about addiction, remove the st- stigma associated with addiction, and offer help and support for those suffering from addiction. And this episode is sponsored by FHE Health, a substance abuse and mental health treatment center specializing in treatment for first responders' needs, including PTSD, anxiety, and substance use. Take the first step to a better life today by visiting FHEHealth.com. And folks, thanks for joining me today. And I want to introduce to you a good friend of mine that I met when I was teaching down at the FBI Academy, uh, the National Academy down there, uh, Art Nieves. And Art Nieves is a uh, a good friend of mine, and we met while I was teaching, and I was, as I was preparing to depart the FBI Academy, um, I had someone come in, and that, that someone was Art, that was going to take over the class after I left, because we had a mandatory rotation policy in the Academy, and Art was going to be taking over the leading at-risk employees uh, course, and uh, Art was an employee assistance program counselor like myself, uh, very experienced EAP counselor, and, and that's why he was selected to teach this particular course. But like individuals being individuals, there's uh, different worldviews, different philosophies, different approaches to life, and and I discovered that real quickly with Art, and, and that's one of the things that we're going to talk about today, um, how his spiritual life and his spiritual influences and his background influenced his philosophy and approach towards the course, and I was very intrigued by it. And uh, before we introduce our guest, I, I just want to give you sort of my initial impression of what was going on and my thoughts, and then and turn it over to Art, and he can tell you what, what that's all about. But when Art came into the class, um, he was talking about wanting to discuss a technique or a procedure that he was using called Reiki that could be used to help people in the area of wellness. Now, I had not heard of Reiki. I didn't know what it was. And when he described it to me, I thought, hmm, what is this? And how could this help anybody? Is this even real? And I have to tell you that when Art started practicing Reiki in the class, because Art would uh, actually demonstrate Reiki with some of the students there. And by the way, this is a very hard-bitten, hardcore audience of police chiefs and sheriffs, not the most receptive audience to new uh, ideas. We were all completely blown away by what Art did. And Art has done some Reiki sessions on me and people that I know, and I found it to be very, very helpful and something that uh, is a practice that uh, I've given a lot of thought to. I've actually been to some Reiki training sessions myself, and I really think that there's possibilities in this technique, if you want to label it that, that could benefit a lot of people, and that's why I wanted to have Art on the show and share it with you. This is just another option out there for people to work on themselves, uh, to live a better life, and heal, heal in, in many ways. And I became a true believer, and uh, it's very exciting, and I, I want you just to absorb what Art is talking about, and if this is something that can help you in your journey to wellness, then certainly uh, give it a shot. But uh, I will turn it over to Art Nieves uh, discussing Reiki, and this is going to be pretty exciting. I know that you're going to enjoy this and get a lot out of it. So Art, having said that, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for having me and uh, those those kind words. Uh, and I'm happy to share my experiences, uh, you know, with Reiki. Um, as a background, uh, like Mike said, we met at the academy. I am recently retired FBI agent, uh, but when I was teaching there in 2016 to 2017, as Mike said, I took over his class leading at risk employees and another class I taught, which is uh, named at that time Spirituality, Wellness, and Vitality. So uh, these are classes which I did not know were being taught at the academy when I was hired. And I was pleasantly surprised because I, these are the topics that I enjoy teaching. A little bit of background myself. Um, I have a master's degree in, in counseling uh, and I in my internship, I had counseled combat veterans uh, at the VAs uh, in here in Connecticut, and I was also a crisis negotiator with the FBI. And as Mike said, I'm also an EAP coordinator, the Employee Assistance Program coordinator. So I have the background and and the heart to help people, given those uh, those three 
um, experiences and and the, those three combined um, allowed me to impart some of that knowledge when I was teaching in the academy. So when um, I was teaching the one of the, the sessions, uh, one of my co-instructors in the spirituality class uh, had known that I'm a Reiki master and he asked me if I would like to teach a block of instruction on that. And I hesitated because are you serious? Because as Mike mentioned, these are hardline police executives from all over the country and all over the world. And they would eat me up if, if I talk about something so foreign like this. But uh, his instincts and my instincts uh, were in line and we decided to, to teach it. But before I go into that, I'll, I'll share a little bit of background about uh, how I got into Reiki. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of um, intuitive development, um, you know, um, exercises to include meditation, Tai Chi, uh, a little bit of yoga, even prior to coming to the FBI 24 plus years ago. And when I was assigned in my first office here in New Haven, Connecticut, I was already big in meditation. I was looking for a meditation class. And I found one uh, locally and I joined the class and the person who was giving it uh, was also a Reiki master. And uh, I asked, what's reiki and you know it, it's a japanese word um but it's also a technique that um reduces stress and also promotes healing and i was curious and i said and she asked me want to try a session i said all right i'll give it a shot so i lay down on like oh, it was a massage table the session's about supposed to be uh, an hour long well the session took about an hour and a half and after an hour and a half I was blown away by the feeling of euphoria that I felt on that table that I did not want to get out of that state when I was brought back up into uh, a consciousness, if you will. Uh, I, the, the feeling was indescribable. I, it, was, it felt like I was uh, heaven on earth and I did not want to come back. So I loved it so much that I wanted to learn it so that others can feel the same way as I did in an hour and a half on the table. And uh, so that's why, that's my introduction to Reiki. So I went through level one, level two, level three, until I became a, a master and teacher in 2005. And I've been practicing on the side uh, since then. So, you know, fast forward to 2016, I was, uh, asked to do a session or a class uh, about Reiki. So I, I talked about what, what it does and um, the effects it has. So essentially Reiki uh, is, um, like I said, it's a stress redu reduction technique that also promotes healing. So when I give someone a session, I don't touch them. They're fully clothed. I, you know, some practitioners can touch the patient. They're allowed to. Uh, whether they feel there's a you know an imbalance in the body part that they they feel, but I I feel their energy if you will if I hover my hand a few inches above their body. So a session would start off with me doing a scan, so to speak, of their body from head to toe, and I would feel uh, a vibration or a, a tingle or an itch on the palm of my hand. If I hover that, uh, uh, that body part, which I feel is imbalanced or is in pain, so uh, and I keep that in memory as I continue uh, scanning the rest of the body, and I go back to that body part or body parts that I feel uh, may need extra attention, and I just leave my hand over that body part until that tingling sensation uh, dissipates. So that's what the session would would consist of. So. When I was asked to to teach a class on this, I I, I was met with, as you would expect, um, suspicion or skepticism from the class, and I could feel it intuitively as I I scan the class when I talk about it, as I'm doing now. So I asked someone for a volunteer to do a demonstration in front of class for uh, you know, five minutes. So I got a volunteer and uh, he laid down in front of the class on the table 
and I did a short five-minute session. And as I scanned his body, I felt uh, an imbalance on his right knee. And for the rest of the demonstration, I, I just left my hand over his right knee. After the demo was over, he stood up. I asked him how he was doing. He said, fine. And I felt, I felt something, uh, I told him, I felt something on his right knee. Has it been bothering you, I asked. And uh, he looked around and said, uh, yeah. I, I asked, uh, what's the level of pain from zero to 10? And he said, I don't know. I can't lift my uh, leg up more than a few inches. I can bend my knee more than a few inches. Then I asked him, well, try it now. And then he lifted up his leg to the point where his ankle touched his buttock. And his jaw dropped to the ground, and my jaw dropped to the ground, and he turned to the audience and he said, I kid you not, this is not a hoax. You know, I've been worried about um, running the, uh, uh, the PT test tomorrow because my knee hurts so bad. And he said, guys, I have not done this, bending knee, in 15 years. And I was like shocked. And so was uh, the audience, his classmates. And there were a few instructors, including Mike, was was uh, standing on the, on the back of the class. Yeah, I think I, I saw that. And that was the first time I went, hmm. Yeah, maybe there's something to this. <laughs> that was right. an eye opener for me. Yeah, exactly. And and I felt the same way because I this is just a demonstration. I didn't expect any kind of you know, healing to occur. You know, uh, so um, the, I felt that the curiosity of the class grew. You know, it turned from skepticism to curiosity because their fellow classmate uh, got healing from just a five minute session. So uh, the next volunteer I had was. Uh, tall guy six foot four former marine i believe from from colorado and he came coming down um and i knew he wanted to prove me wrong and um because i knew he he had not raised his hand or participated in class for several weeks beforehand and he is you know, volunteering for this so I intuitively I felt that he was just wanted to prove me wrong and which is fine because what Reiki does is it has its own intelligence it'll go to where the most presenting issue is if it's skepticism then Reiki will work on that person's skepticism I as a practitioner as a Reiki master instructor I'm only just used like as a funnel and it, it'll go to the most presenting issue and I'll talk about some other examples to illustrate that later but here's this guy, he, he lay down, and I started to, to do the initial scan, and I stopped over his heart. Now, usually I'll just continue scanning, but I felt compelled to keep my hand over his heart for the rest of the five minutes because I felt a tremendous amount of sadness. And to the point where my eyes start to tear up, and I closed my eyes. I felt his sadness. I don't know what it is, but I just closed my eyes, so didn't want to embarrass myself in front of the class. But before I did, I noticed that his lips were quivering also, and I felt maybe he's start, starting to tear up as well, even though his eyes were closed. At any rate, so I just left my hand over his heart for the remainder of the demo. And as, as he got up after the demo was over, his first words were, wow, wow, that was weird. And he admitted to me, he said, Art, I was a skeptic, but I cannot wait to go back home and find myself a Reiki master. And I told him, let's talk offline, because clearly this is some kind of emotional healing that may have occurred. And I didn't want to expose whatever he was going through in front of class. So I got his permission after class, you know, so he told me the reason, but I got his permission after class to share it in class and in public. Uh, what he, he was going through was uh, such a, a, a deep-seated pain. His um, high school sweetheart, his wife of 20-something years, had filed for divorce while he was there in the academy. And uh, that was the, the pain that I felt that he was going through. And uh, after that second demo, uh, the curiosity of the class uh, grew exponentially because now not only was there a physical healing that had occurred with the first volunteer, but an emotional healing had occurred. And some of the people in class knew what he was going through 
but of course didn't share it. But once um, he went through that five minute demo and saw the effect I had on him, or what Reiki had on him, uh, they became believers. And after that class, I don't know if you remember this, Mike, but after that class, I was like a celebrity in the academy. People were approaching me, students from not even my class. Hey, you're that Reiki guy, you know, uh, can you give me a session? So uh, I would be approached in the, the cafeteria, in the, in, the, in the locker room. And I, uh, I offered like 30-minute sessions to first my students in class if they wanted to, um, you know, after, you know, after hours. And I gave some, some of them uh, 30 minute sessions in their dorm room and i don't i didn't ask for anything in return i asked them if they want to they could donate to their favorite charity or so practice some random act of kindness just to pay it forward so i just wanted uh, to expose this kind of technique to them uh, who are officers or police executives with officers who are suffering from from any kind of malady as an additional option if nothing else is working for them. Okay. So I, so I, I and by the, by the way, what you have to, you have to remember, and, and I can't stress enough to the audience that this is a pretty hard, hardened group of people. And they were, they were, they were going around the Academy going, what is this stuff? And, and people from other classes were, uh, I remember Art, you, you were getting a little overwhelmed with the number of people that wanted to come and talk to you. <laughs> I was, I was. And I, felt like I felt compelled to help them because I, you know, they are coming from different agencies from all over the country, if not the world. So I want to expose Reiki to them in different parts of the country. Some of them are like in small, small counties, you know, um, in order for them to have another option. Again, I, I wasn't proselytizing. I wasn't pushing this on anyone. I uh, wanted them to get, uh, get another modality of healing if like i said before if nothing else works for them so um i wanted to accommodate their requests so that i could kind of spread um spread the word of reiki as as a possible option in their jurisdiction in their area wherever they are in the country or in the world so yes like i was uh, approached by different people not even from my class to give them sessions and uh, you know it was hard to accommodate everyone so uh i did the best i can but i did this after uh each session in each class like i mentioned i i taught the uh, leading at-risk employees and spirituality wellness and vitality uh and i taught this block of instruction in both classes so students from both classes were wanting like regular sessions from me in every class in every 10-week class that i taught so and i was there for uh, a year and a half and then i was asked to to guest lecture um because after a year and a half i came back to my office as my assignment had ended there and uh the academy would ask me to come back every set every quarter to teach this block of instruction and i would have equal to even better type of experiences just from the demonstrations from some of these students uh, as a guest lecturer so it was uh equally mind-blowing for me because uh you know I did not expect that something like this uh, from a demonstration would have this kind of effect. And, you know, for those people who know me, I have a, um, a strong faith in God that I am doing um, uh, my purpose here and my soul's purpose here by exposing them to something different, you know. So so I continue to do that now. Now that I'm retired, I want to have my own practice. I'm starting up my own practice, as Mike and I had talked about uh, in previous conversations. So that's pretty much the experience I had with the Academy and, and Reiki. But in every uh, full session I have given to the students who wanted it, there were some mind-blowing um, sessions um one of which that stands out and i Mike, i don't know if i've shared this story with you but there's one person i gave a 30 minute session to in his dorm room and i do remember you talking about this yeah at the time yeah okay yeah so uh so i did the 30 minute session I didn't feel any kind of physical imbalance or emotional uh issues but i had this vision in my mind's eye of this young girl 12 13 year old i could still see it in my eye right now with uh, long 
like wavy brown hair that goes on her shoulders. And the name Carrie, Carrie Lynn or Carrie Anna, some rendition of that name came to me. And, you know, like I said, I'm just, as a Reiki practitioner, I'm just a funnel, you know, so I deliver, I'm just delivering the message. So after the session was over with this guy, I, I just, I just said that. I said, Hey, I didn't feel any kind of physical, emotional balance, but this is what I saw in my mind's eye. Does this have any meaning to you? And he said, no, not really. And slightly embarrassed, I said, I attribute it to it's probably just a guard, your guardian angel or something like that, right? So uh, the very next day, he met me in the hallway and he said, Art, I spoke to my wife after the session I had with you last night and I asked her on the phone, hey, honey, what would we have named the baby we lost 12 years ago? And his wife said, Carrie Ann. And at, even today, as I tell the story, wow. I get I get goosebumps, right? So um, after that, after she, he told me that, he wanted more sessions with me. And I told him, you know, um, if, if that was the daughter who, who, who you lost, you could communicate with her through prayer or meditation using your own you know, modality. But, um, you know, or, or find uh, another uh, Reiki master in, in your area. Because at that time, the, the session was ending and I couldn't squeeze in any more um, Reiki sessions for him. So um, so that's another uh, type of healing that can occur, you know. Uh, so I, when I give a Reiki session, I am a blank slate. I have no expectations. I ask the client not to tell me anything about him or her whatever their issues are and and whatever comes to me comes to me it's uh if they want a specific issue resolved like whether it's uh, any kind of body ache or pain i um i don't want to know about it first of all and two what reiki will do is go to the source of that pain and here's another example uh when i was uh, driving with another agent and at this time i could send reiki you know without having a client lay on a table uh so he knew this other agent who was on the passenger side knew that i do reiki and he said art my right knee is bothering me can you send reiki to my knee and so as i was driving i tuned into him and i said mark i i don't feel anything on your right knee but i felt something in your heart you know intuitively and, and so i asked him Mark, what don't you have the heart to do in your life right now? And he paused for a second and he said, Art, I'm undecided about retiring. And I said, Mark, uh, your fear of moving forward in life, your inflexibility is manifesting itself on the knee, hence the pain. So I, I told him that some of our life issues manifest into physical pain. In fact, many of them do, if not a majority of them. Uh, so he thought about that and uh, in two weeks he decided to retire and the knee pain went away without any kind of treatment so this is what I my hobby is the mind-body relationship and how our life issues can manifest itself in our body aches and pain and I'm no doctor, you know, if I if I get hit by a truck, I'm not going to a Reiki master, you know, I'm, I'm going to the ER. So I'm not <laughs> saying that uh, Reiki is, is the, the panacea for all aches and pains, no. But it, it can be just a reminder to what we need to focus on in life. That's the bottom line, right? What is the root cause of your pain? And what Reiki does, it introduces that. It's a vehicle that introduces the client and me to the source of the pain what is the root cause of your ache and pain so that's just one example so in many of the sessions i give not just to the students in national academy even in person friends family members the, uh, i go to the root cause of why is there uh, a, a pain in your shoulder the metaphor is what burdens are you carrying in your life that you have not resolved or if uh, if you have neck pain, who or what is a pain in your neck in life in your life right now that's causing that? And it's the first thing that comes to mind. I ask them, and you and like ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time they'll say it or who that person is or what that issue is. 
And I said, well, that's, that's something that you need to resolve. And your body is telling you that this is something you need to work on. So listen to your body, as I tell them. So, uh, and, and to me, this is fascinating because everyone is different. So whatever a stressor is causing person A and person B, they may approach things differently and different body aches will, will manifest based on their experiences, based on their approach, their resilience. So that's why I enjoy this so much. It's almost like an art because through my counseling experience, I learned to probe by asking um, questions, open-ended questions, specific questions. And I use my intuition too, how to um, approach this each client. So, so this to me is quite fascinating. And, um, you know, I think Reiki is just a vehicle for something else that, that, that can occur within me that's, that's healing or helping others. Uh, and to me, it doesn't matter. The bottom line is I'm providing a service that is making a person feel better than they were before a session. And that's, to me, that's my sole purpose. I want them to feel better. Nothing is more satisfying to me than having someone feel better than they did, whether it's just a five-minute conversation or a 30-minute um, full Reiki session. And that's how we kind of spread the light, how we change the world, right? And in, in, in a different way is to create that ripple effect of change, right? When, I, uh, when a person heals himself or herself, whether it's physically or emotionally, they feel better, and hopefully they'll get go home in a better mood, spread that better mood to their spouses or their children, or if they go to work, to their coworkers, and be a light in their lives, you know, and, and pass that light along. And that's how I see myself being used as God's instrument. And, uh, and most of the time, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's beneficial to the client but, you know, even though there are some skeptics out there, despite some of the positive feedback I get, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with it. Like I said before, I don't proselytize. I'm not pushing this. And I'm just introducing them to to something new so that uh, the, they could choose to use um, for themselves or for others. But, uh, yes, yeah, so this is uh, what I intend to do in the future, so have my own practice. So um, not just expose police executives, but also the general public to this modality. Yeah, you're you're kind of moving in the same direction I am, and that was the whole purpose of this podcast is that uh, you and I both, being in the FBI, the work that I did in the recovery world was focused on first responders, but um, now I'm expanding, you know, off into the rest of the public because this is all beneficial. And our, what I like about what you're doing is that, you know, this podcast is focused on recovery and recovery issues, but part of recovery is developing your spiritual life, whatever that means to you. That doesn't mean uh, a particular religion. As you said, you're not proselytizing, and I'm not proselytizing for a particular religion or belief system, but... Uh, one thing that is undoubt uh, or no doubt about, in other words, in recovery is you, you have to develop your spiritual life, whatever that means to you. And I was always very intrigued by this side, which is really tapping into uh, the things that are bothering you, because that's what we do in recovery as well, is figure out what what's the underlying cause to our addiction. Remember, there's causes and conditions. Our Condition is the genetic preloading or genetic predisposition towards addiction and the progression of addiction. But what causes us to want to drink and drug in the first place is something else is bothering us. That's the cause of it. Mm -hmm. And you're tapping into what that cause is in, in addressing that because in the recovery world, if we don't address that cause, then there's a good chance that we're going to go back to drink and drug again. So that has to be addressed. And what I like about what you're doing is you're really focusing on this. And Reiki sounds to be like just a tool, just an instrument that's used to help focus in on what that cause is. Is that is that kind of an accurate statement? Absolutely, uh, that is. Yes, and uh, again, this is just um, an introduction to what the person needs to work on, right? So the challenge I do get is that, especially with law enforcement officers, is 
they don't want to know. You know, they don't want to know the issue. So just like in recovery, you have to first admit that there is an issue and, and then, then start working on it. So people would be refusing Reiki sessions because they don't want to know. They don't want to, they don't want me to dig deep to find out what the root cause is for whatever reason. And, you know, and I don't push them, you know, if, if they don't want to, then it, that's fine. And then I, this is just an option. So um, when the student is ready, the teacher will come and I may not be the right teacher for them. So it, it's all up to them. They have to be the one ready to, uh, uh, to heal themselves, to recover, and then um, to take the steps necessary to do that. And uh, some of the challenges I have are even some of my personal friends and family members, you know, they don't want to know. They don't, they, I said, in order for you to move forward in life, you have to be one honest with yourself. Uh, but again, I don't push it. I'm not going to, I'm just introducing this as, a, as another vehicle um, for you to improve your life as you move forward in life. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I will, uh, let me just share that, uh, you came over to our house for dinner one night. I don't know if you remember this, Art. I do. Yep. Uh, yeah, you you uh, you came over for dinner, and it wasn't planned. I just it was really just kind of joking, and I said you should do a, a session on me right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you did. And I, yes. I I sat down on the couch, and you did a, just a quick session. Um, I don't know, maybe fifteen minutes or so, and you had focused in on an area in my back, and you said. Oh, it seems like there's an area in your back that is problematic. And and I'll just share with the audience that uh, I never shared with uh, or that I was having some back issues. And I don't know if I'd even had told you that I was in, involved in a pretty serious cycling accident um, sometime prior, prior to that. And I had broken mainly my collarbone, some ribs, and, and punctured a lung and all that. But at, at that time, I'd not focused on my lower back at all. Um, and just to make a long story short, later, um, not long after we had that session, it turns out my back blew out in, in the area that you were focusing on. And I had to have a discectomy and it was, you know, it was a pretty, it was a medical procedure, pretty serious medical procedure, but I had been in excruciating pain when that, that happened. And, um, I was, and I immediately thought back, well, you know, art focused in on that area and what, we gather happened was that part in my back due to the bicycle accident I had, uh, it's, it began sort of a degeneration in my lower back that manifested itself into what eventually led into me having to have surgery over. Uh, but you had focused on that area. And at the time I did not even know that that was a problem area. So uh, I, again, it was one of one more of those things where I went, Hmm, maybe there's something to this. <laughs> Interesting. Yes, I do remember that. Uh, uh, now that you reminded me, because I, I I knew how to give you a session, but that mm-hmm. uh, specific uh, spot in your in your back I had forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Um, because like in, during a session, sometimes I I am uh, consciously tuned out and just let the energy take over. If you will, I, you know, I don't know how best to explain it, but just uh, so I do sometimes. So then, like. I would forget, like even the next day, like hmm, what happened last night, you know. So, um, but thank you for reminding me that. And and again, this also emphasizes that you know I you know, do not stop going to your doctor, you know, just because you know you you went to see a Reiki master or Reiki practitioner. Uh, this just gave Mike a hint. I was like, hmm, maybe this is something you need to focus on. You know, so, so some questions I would get, well, can you, if you detect cancer or tumor, what do you say? And, and knock on wood, I have not had that experience in all the years I've been practicing that, um, you know, if I could detect cancer or, 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 or brain tumors, uh, no, I haven't in my experience. I, and even if I did uh, feel some kind of imbalance, I would ask them to, to focus on that imbalance, you know, and I would, uh, you know. I, you know, ask them to have you know, have you seen a doctor, or, or you know, can can you see a doctor uh, if, if the pain persists? So, 
I want to emphasize that Reiki is not a panacea. It's just, uh, uh, as, as Mike exemplified, it's just a reminder that maybe this is something you need to focus on. Uh, yeah, you know, so. and along with that, Art, um, it turns out that that area that you picked up on, it was it was degenerating, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so had I, uh, and if you ever did that with me again, I, I, I would go see a doctor. Uh, as right. it turns out, it was degenerating. And had I gone in, and I did not, uh, I'm just going to throw that out. I did not go to a doctor and have it scanned or x-rayed or uh, MRI or anything like that. But had mm. I done that, it's likely that they would have said, hmm, okay, this is degenerating and let's take preemptive action. Uh, I right. did not do that. But I, again, this is a tool. What Art's right. talking about is a tool. And and I will say that, again, if Art did, had gave me the same session I would go to a doctor and say, "Hey, I because I was having I was having pain in that area. I just didn't tell you I was having pain in that area." Right. And I would ask a doctor to take a deeper look at that and find out what's going on. Uh, so again, just a tool. Good. Right, exactly. Good, and and that's how I'd like to approach this always. You know, I, you know, like most people, I I see a doctor also. So can I give myself Reiki? Yes, I can. The only issue I have is that. You know, I'm I'm too close to myself, and you know, it's hard yeah. to give myself Reiki. So I usually go to another Reiki master whom I trust um, to give to give me a session if I want one. So uh, another big challenge uh, uh, that I have is having giving Reiki sessions to close family members. So that because I feel or see them in pain, it's hard for me to be neutral, if you will, and one has to be neutral in order to for the um healing energy to go to flow right but if let's say it's um it's uh, a, my child is having some issue and i could see my child is in pain it's hard for me to give my give him reiki physically it's as if i, I give an example of if uh, you are a trauma surgeon in er and your spouse of your child gets wheeled in in front of you um it's it's uh, it's going to be harder, I think, to to work on that. Uh, I, as I am, it, it's going to be harder for me to work on that on a physical level. So what I do, and this is another uh, part of Reiki that I haven't talked about yet, is I do long distance Reiki also. So I pretend that uh, let's I'll give an example of my wife who has suffered from migraines. So giving her a Reiki session physically, while she, I could see her visually suffering, and it's it's very hard for me to to remain neutral and focused. Um, so I give her a long distance session where I'll be in another room um, and pretend that she's in front of me, like physically, and pretend that I put my hands over her head and actually uh, give her a Reiki session. And nine times out of ten, that works. I'm, when I was teaching in Quantico, my wife would send me a text, hey, can you give me Reiki? And she's back here at home in Connecticut, right? And uh, she asked me to give her Reiki because she's suffering a migraine. So, I, you know, I would seclude myself in, in an area or from my apartment in, in Virginia. I'd give her a long-distance Reiki session, whether it's 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And after that session, so I would check up with her. And, and nine times out of ten, the headache will go away or dissipate to just a dull headache. So it does. So Reiki does not recognize time or space, right? So um, for me, it works better when I work with close family members if I send them long distance Reiki if they need it. And and during the pandemic last year, where everybody's secluded at home and I can. Um, travel and, and give them physical Reiki sessions, I resorted to long-distance Reiki, and it actually works well with, with a couple of people, and better than I thought, actually, like a full-blown 30-minute session. So uh, that's another um, uh, vehicle that Reiki can give. It's, it's long-distance uh, healing or um, stress reduction because Reiki does not know time or space. So um, just want to throw that out there. Yeah. yeah no, that's that's good information to, to have. So Art, um, where can people or how can people get hold of you if they want to reach out to you and learn more from you? So I, um, I do have, I'm developing a web website and it's still under development. But if you want to know, it's universal 
reikiart.godaddysuites.com. And uh, again, it's still under development. Uh, you know, I, I just started this. Like I said, I'm just starting my, um, my practice. Uh, and you could look me up in LinkedIn. I'm under Art Nieves. So if you want to reach out to me, you could uh, uh, hook up with me in LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, and we'll take it from there. Okay. And do you have an email yet set up for, for this? Is there an email that you would like, or you just prefer people to contact you through LinkedIn? Yeah. LinkedIn is probably the best for now. I am still developing my, my own practice, but, uh, if you just Google art me, uh, I think I'm the only one there under FBI. So, uh, you could just, uh, direct message me in LinkedIn and we'll work from there. Well, that's fantastic. Hey, any, any other last things that you'd like to put out regarding Reiki or any of the things that you're doing? Uh, the, the one piece of advice uh, I would give is um, is uh, do not be afraid to conquer your fears. Yeah. And you know, uh, and I would use this acronym that many of my, my gurus and mentors have used. Uh, the acronym of fear is nothing but false experiences that appear real. Right. Most of the things that we fear about don't don't happen. So once we overcome that, that fear, the, then progress and healing can start. So another issue I, I want to mention is that when I gave Reiki sessions to these police officers, an underlying theme that I felt among these officers is the feeling of guilt. So I asked them, um, to forgive themselves unconditionally practice unconditional forgiveness uh, first for yourself for whatever you felt you did wrong to others in the past um, forgive yourself without any explanation without any um, you know uh, you know um, any explanation or any reason just forgive yourself unconditionally and feel the feeling wholeheartedly. Don't just say it like it's a monotone prayer, but uh, that's the number one thing. And then, then after that, to forgive every person you felt who have done you wrong in the past, whether it's like the middle school bully or your supervisor from yesterday and go down that list, make that list and forgive each and every one of them unconditionally with all your heart. And I did this myself and it was very powerful as you would imagine and very cathartic. And you could feel that uh, 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 relief once you've done that. And because guilt is, you know, it, it's man-made emotion, didn't come from God, right? So why harbor that guilt if it's not helping anyone? Yeah. Who is it helping? Right, so uh, that's what uh, that's the underlying theme I I uh, felt when I gave Reiki sessions, to especially the um, law enforcement. They harbor this guilt um, that is really not helping anyone. You know, how are you going to move forward if you're carrying this bag of rocks uh, on your back and uh, and preventing you from moving forward and others, you know, close to you? So. By practicing those two things, you know, forgiving yourself and other and ones who've wronged you in the past unconditionally can help you um, move forward in life and uh, hopefully overcome any fears that you may have in healing yourself, whether it's emotionally, physically, or spiritually. Wow. So those are the last things I want to share. Yeah, I, and that is such a strong recovery message. I, I mean, that mm -hmm. is, there's so much in line with recovery and what you're doing, it, it just blows my mind. And that's that's really why I was so intrigued. Uh, oh, I know there was one one last little story I wanted to share because there's so many Art Nieves stories that I have. It's exciting. <laughs> I hate it. It was every time I, I, I talk with you, I'm just amazed at the things I learned <laughs> and I hear. Uh, can I share the white rice story? Can I share that with you? Yes. With yes everyone? Please do. Um, yes. Uh, and I will tell my version of the story and then Art, you can tell the truth. How's that? How's that? Sure. Uh, I remember. <laughs> so one day Art comes in and he's telling me about the right white, right white rice. I'll get that out here. White rice experiment. And I said, "Well, what's that?" 
And you you were talking about energy, right? Because Reiki is energy and how um, impactful energy is on your body, whether it's positive or negative. And you were talking about how there was this experiment that was done uh, with bowls of white rice or cups of white rice. And you had said that, you know, when we have energy fields that come out of our body, you know, they can be positive or they can be negative. And you talked about sort of the toxic effects. And these are, these are my words. You, I'm sure you'll clear it all up. Uh, when we're very angry or we have angry emotions, we put out these negative energy uh, vibes, if you will. And you can see this by taking rice, putting it into a bowl, and you either, A, put positive vibes to the rice or negative vibes to the rice. And after a week, you'll, you'll see mold that will grow much quicker on the, the negative uh, vibes than, than the other bowl. And I didn't believe it. I was, I was one of those skeptics. But I went home and I tried it. And uh, I have rice. As, Art, as you know, my wife is Filipino, so we eat a lot of rice. And uh, so I put it into bowls, and I did that for a week. And sure enough, I would uh, one bowl. I would I would say loving, positive things to it. Actually, speak to it. You know, put that those energy waves to it. And then I did negative, like yell and scream at the other bowl. And after a week, sure enough, the bowl uh, grew much quicker. Uh, actually, I don't know in the positive one. I don't know that any bowl grew in it, but certainly in the negative vibe bowl, it the uh, a bowl grew quickly. And I was blown away at this. I actually did not was expecting it not to work, but it did. And I took pictures of it. And I remember I sent you pictures of that, yes. and I was I was completely blown away by that. Uh, right now, now, now you tell the true side of that story. <laughs> no, well, that's that's very accurate, Mike. So it's uh it was uh, done by this Japanese scientist named Masaru Emoto. Uh, it's called the rice experiment, and it's it's and Mike depicted it exactly how how this scientist did it. So there's a bowl of uh, white rice uh, in which his, he asked his students to yell and scream hateful messages. I think it's uh, I hate you, I hate you, I, hate you. I think if I'm not mistaken, mistaken, that's that's the vibe they sent to this rice, the bowl of rice that grew mold uh, before the bowl of the white rice that were sent loving loving vibes and loving words to. So essentially it's like the, the power of emotion. So imagine if if, um, if a rice can turn to mold so quickly with these negative vibes, imagine what it does to people. When I read about this experiment, I, I gave everyone I saw that day a compliment, whether it's a stranger or someone I passed by in the hallway, because you know, imagine all the positive vibes ha- uh, effect that it may have in the human body if it can have this effect on the rice. So um, whether it can, you know, there are so many um, naysayers and people who, who try to refute that experiment, but the uh, you can't argue with the results, you know. So it's a win-win if you if you pay someone a compliment, just be kind to others, right? It makes you feel good, makes the other person feel good, and like I said before, this is how this is how we spread the light, right? So it does not hurt to be kind to others, and and that's the essence of of the experiment. So um, why not compliment someone or several people a day, every day? You know, what harm does it do? Or practice some random act of kindness. And that's how we, little by little, create that ripple effect in, of change in the world. I feel that we can, we each can do that because it um, makes us feel good. So as Simon Sinek says, if helping, me, if helping people makes you feel good, then go out there and feel good. You know, <laughs> go out there and do it. <laughs> go out there and do it. So, uh, and I'm paraphrasing him, of course. And yeah. uh, so, so yeah, that, that's pretty much the essence. You know, yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell difference. you what, guys. I, I, the proof is in the pudding, or the proof is in the rice. Let's put it that way. I, right. I did it. I was inclined to not believe. In fact, I, I believe I said I did that at home to prove that you were wrong. But in actuality, yes. I proved that you were right about it. Yeah, I, I remember you mentioned that to me. And I think you said that you mentioned this to your daughter in high school also. And, yeah. and you said that your daughter actually, oh yeah, we did that in, in school already. Yeah, she did. She you, did say that. 
She yeah. did. And one night, one night, I I caught her. She was going to try to ruin my experiment by yelling at the the uh, the good vibe rice, and but I caught oh, her in time. Oh. And she, you know, so in the the sake of science, I prevented her from ruining my experiment. But we did it. But I'm a true <laughs> believer. And and folks, there are so many applications that aren't talked about today that uh, apply for people in recovery. But I'm going to throw this out. It's not just people in recovery. Certainly people in recovery. But what Art is talking about is for everyone out there. We can all benefit from the concepts that Art is talking about. Have an open mind to this stuff. You know, as we explore and our path in life and our journey in life, explore these things. Open your mind. And there's a lot that in the universe that we don't know about. There's a there's probably a lot more. In fact, I'm positive there's a lot more out there that we don't know than we do know. Just keep that in mind and keep an open mind. So, final word, Art, and then we'll close it out. No, that's it, Mike. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate this opportunity, and hopefully, others can benefit from this. Oh, I'm I'm sure everybody will. And once again, uh, right now, Art is setting up his his business, and I'm excited about that. I, Art, I am so excited for what mm-hmm. you're going to do, and I know you're going to be helping a lot of people. It is uh-huh. Art Nieves, I N I E V E S, Art Nieves, um, uh, retired FBI agent. So if you look him up on LinkedIn, you'll be able to find him there. Direct message him, uh, communicate with him that way, and we are really looking forward to you getting your website up and. <clears throat> moving on this business. And so that's, that's really exciting art. And thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Mike. Have a good day. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by FHE health and FHE health has been providing life changing behavioral health services for more than 20 years. They treat substance abuse and mental health disorders in an individualized and comprehensive approach, recognizing the specialized treatment needs of the first responder community. They've created shatterproof, a dedicated program for law enforcement, fire rescue, and similar communities to receive treatment among peers. They're experienced in providing privacy and working with unions for employment. So FHE Health is committed to providing the best care experience for our patients, for their families, and for our community. And learn more at FHEHealth.com. So folks, uh, as I always like to say, I don't represent any group. I don't represent anyone other than myself. And, and the same is true with art. My only purpose in giving this information is to share you with what I've done because it's helped me and maybe it's going to help you too. So if I've said anything that doesn't apply to you or you don't agree with, then just discard it. Just keep an open mind to this stuff, though. That's what I'm going to ask you to do. But try to take any information that you can use for yourself to help others as well. And that's what we do in recovery. We help ourselves along the way and we help to impart the knowledge we've gained to others as well. So with that, again, please visit our Facebook page, which is Recovery is Possible, and our website, VanMeterWellnessSolutions.com. Let me know how I'm doing, and let me know if there's any topic that you're interested in hearing about. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Take care, and we will see you guys next time.